welcome to Reality Deep Dive. A Bravo and Bachelor Breakdown. Hello everyone and welcome to Reality Deep Dive with Anna and Jess. I'm Anna. And I'm Jess. <laughs> Hi Jess. Hi. I tried to use different like inflections with Oh that. yeah. But I just defaulted back into the, the normal. Just go back to the normal, you know? Yeah. If I it like ain't what broke, I like. don't fix it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's they what say. I say. Yeah. Well, how was your, uh, your weekend? I mean, it was fine and good, but it was your birthday yesterday. We have more important things to talk about. Yeah, it was my birthday. So, <laughs> how was it? Yeah. It was nice. I took the day off. Corey took me shopping, which mm-hmm. is very fun. And then I've got some sort of secret festivities happening this weekend. Oh, do you? I do. <laughs> yes. We'll have I to have tell no our idea. listeners about it next week. But um, myself and Candace, who's one of Anna and I's great friends, uh, we're throwing a surprise weekend for Anna starting on Saturday. Cannot wait. I have literally no idea where I'm going. I was given a packing list that consists of neon clothing, a bathing suit, workout gear, and just regular pajamas and going out outfits, a short skirt that was (laughs) specified to bring a short skirt. Chunky shoes. Chunky (laughs) shoes that I had to purchase. (laughs) I have no idea what those were for. Here, I'll say my guesses, and then you can't show any face. Oh, no, not at all. You know I'm not animated. (laughs) And and listeners, you can guess as well in the comments on whatever you're listening to. Mm -hmm. Um, Give a good five-star review and then put your guess. Um, I think I'm going either snowboarding. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, roller skating, mm. or um, maybe water skiing. Those are my guesses. A lot of skiing. Well, I guess you said snowboarding. Yeah, because the chunky shoes, you know? Ah, chunky shoes, yes. Yeah, you need those for snowboarding, right? <laughs> yes. Well, you never so know. Maybe you need all of those things. Maybe you don't. Maybe there's oh. a red herring in there. I, you know, someone like you would do something like that. <laughs> That's actually what I told somebody. Um, I don't remember. Probably my mom. Very cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, Jess probably threw in some things just to throw me off the trail. Or maybe I wanted you to think that and everything is very necessary. You're Princess <laughs> Brian me right now. I, I am. I am. <laughs> no, I love that. <laughs> Oh I know gosh, it'll it's be a gonna very be fun, fun weekend. I'm it's very gonna excited. be so so fun. I yeah, can't man. wait. I we can't wait either. have been planning this for a minute, and it is Ooh. finally here. So, and also, we're not gonna tell you like the morning of this is what your day is. You're gonna find out as we go. Oh my goodness! Yes. All oh. I will say is get good sleep on Friday. Okay. <laughs> I shall. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's going to be a great week. I feel fired up. I got a mimosa in my hand. Hell yeah. I'm drinking on. You remember um, my travel guide friend, motherfucking Joe? Yeah. Oh, well, this, I'm drinking on the almond tequila that Chris and I drunkenly purchased at Excellent. Um, the tequila distil- distillery that, that Joe took us to. 
So Excellent. Way good to know. Open. Yeah, thank you, Joe, for this recommendation. Okay. I mean, yeah, we went to a tequila tasting and, you know, Chris, he doesn't drink liquor, but he did. He drank it all. Oh. And you didn't have me to steal you away from the salesman? Not at all. Like I, I did. So much pressure. <laughs> it, when Jess and I went to Mexico, <laughs> I, we also got drug into a tequila tasting right mm-hmm. off the boat. Mm-hmm. And I physically dragged her away after we drank <laughs> the free tequila because she's like, Oh, yeah, I'll have six bottles. <laughs> I will purchase them all. Yeah, Thank of you. course. Yeah. <laughs> I do need pineapple tequila yes of course i need oh lemon lime i will i'm not gonna lie to you one of one of the bottles so we bought an almond and then we bought um a a guana banana and Mm. he told us the sales pitch was we believed it so wholeheartedly is that it cures cancer it cures and prevents cancer and he says that the almond one you can put on your skin because of the natural almond oils. And so I was like, this, is, this has multiple utilities. This is a, oh, wow. I love a twofer. So I pictured myself coming home, taking a shot of guana banana at night, rubbing my body down. Rubbing your body with almond tequila. <laughs> yes, and waking up a Mexican goddess. Wow. Um, has it worked yet? No, not at all. I um, am just drinking it over ice in this podcast. It's the first time I've cracked it open. It's useful, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, we don't really have a lot of alcohol at the house, so it was a really nice, like, you know, surprise to unpack it and be like, we have liquor. Look at us go. You're cancer-killing liquors. We are. Yes, they are cancer-killing liquors. Oh my God. I can't even describe to you how, how turnt that day was. But anyway, um, motherfucking Joe. (laughs) Joe. Oh man. Well, we always start out the podcast with the bachelorette for our bachelorette fan lovers. Yes. Uh, And this was quite a week. It was. And I'm just so ready for the coming weeks. I need the red blazer confrontation. I I need it. We're really... We're ramping up. It's a ramp up. I say um, we have Jimmy on the podcast during that episode. Oh, 100%. You know, Jimmy didn't provide insights this week. I'm, I'm slightly disappointed. But, wow. Um, but you know what? Jimmy's insights next week. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure he'll have a lot to say. We'll have lots of, of insights from Jimmy. Um, I'll get man, that, so. that song prepped so we oh, can have. record it professionally. Yes. Yes, per- very professionally, um, just like our podcast. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, we'll we'll get Jimmy's insights, and then also I want to do the um, is it cute or problematic? <laughs> is it cute song? or problematic? It's true. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! So we're in Latvia. Latvia. Yes. Yes. What, what what is the place called? Riga. 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 Latvia. I don't know. It isn't aided at all by the fact that all of these people have different American, but very different accents. So, you know, from Hannah, we get Rika and like, yeah, I I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's a G and I I keep, I keep going for the, for the, the Ka, but I don't even know where Latvia is. Uh, not at all. No. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, that it's a European, uh, country question. Is it? 
Um, you know, geography I don't know. We're, was never we're all about the facts here. We are, we are, and we do a lot of research, so much research. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's obviously nothing on Google about this this country. No, or I think the city. You know, they very well could have just done some B-roll shots mm. of some random European town, and then I mean, she's in the woods for most of the dates. So very true. Really, she's probably in Lafayette, yeah, Louisiana, probably, probably or mm-hmm. someplace in North Carolina. Who knows? You know. Um, but There's we're in Lafayette in almost every southern state. Yeah, but we call it. We say Lafayette. Well. I, we don't. <laughs> I didn't know. And, what uh, in Georgia, we say it's Lafayette, Georgia. Lafayette, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't sound as fancy at all. <laughs> Lafayette. Yeah, Lafayette sounds real fancy. <laughs> fancy like. Oh. Um, but yeah, we're yeah. in Lafayette. Um, yeah. And she goes her, on a date with old uh, Alabama boy. Yep. Oh, Garrett. Garrett. Um, yeah, and he talks about his... His struggles, really, as as growing up, uh, bred to be a football star. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can't you're grown even. to be a football star, and you play football, and you but, hate it. You say, Dad, I just want to play golf. I <laughs> just want to play golf. <laughs> the sport is too fast paced. I need oh. to slow down like molasses. You know, a coworker of mine, inside on Garrett, a coworker of mine, um, is from Birmingham, Alabama. Hmm. Where Garrett's from, and she said he works at the Redneck Country Club. Oh, burn! Nice one. Ooh, word on the street. You heard it here first. He's at the Gross Country Club. Apparently, you don't even have to pay for a membership to golf there. Wow, (laughs) so it's not even a club. It's just a, a course. They go on the honor system. Like, you look like a nice failure. They do. I mean, there's no rules there. Just but uh, but they go walking through the woods. You know, we don't get to see Latvia at all. At no, all. Not, this, not this first date. They're no, just, all we, they could be anywhere. I heard it was green screen. Word on the street. It was all a green screen. All we learn is that they approach um, people bungee jump in, and then they look closer, and they say, they're naked. Those people are naked. Those people are naked. Apparently, it's a Latvian tradition. So, Anna. Yes. Those black bars um, were large. Um, they were large. Do we think they were naked naked or like, were, the, were there like Speedos going on? You know, I think there's just some mysteries in this world that we'll never know. We just have to have faith. Yeah. No, you're they right. they were naked. You're right. It was oh. snowing too. It was cold. It was very cold. Very cold. But I don't know. It's just their faces whenever they were shaking their hands. They, they didn't sell it for me. They didn't. But there was this, these people are actually, I'll, I'll suspend disbelief. I'll, I'll go along with it. So these people were naked and yep. they were bungee jumping. Yep. Which bungee jumping terrifies me more than most things. Mm. You don't like going straight down, right? Well, it's just the sense, like I've done, I've done the things at like Six Flags where they pull you back really, really high up. Oh yeah. I've always wanted to do that. I haven't ever done that. That one's pretty fun. I guess it's similar, but I was also younger and didn't think about all the ways you could die. 
True. But yeah, they pull you back. The one I did was like 120 feet in the air and then they, you pull the cord and it's like you swing out, but you kind of feel secure. Yeah. The swinging action would be comforting, I think. Yeah. And you feel the the tautness, I guess. Bungee jumping, I feel like there's just a lot of slack. A lot of slack. And you really don't know until the very last second if you... it's like whiplash back up. Yeah. Yeah. And I always wonder about what the um, dismount looks like from a bungee. Like, with my luck, I would just be hanging there for hours. They were from a helicopter, right? Or was it a... It was a... a ski lift thing. Yeah. Like an air trolley. (laughs) Yeah, according to Will Smith, who bungee jumped out of a helicopter, that was terrifying because you have to jump far enough so that the helicopter blades don't cut your head off. Ooh. <laughs> so wow. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's alarming. Um, yeah. But yeah, any, anywho, they, they uh, go up and they, they get naked. And, you know, Hannah was wearing her bra and then took it off the last second. Boy, did she. And that one I believed because we got full back act unless she was wearing little cuppies or something. Who knows? But, we gotta zoom in on that white bra. Yeah. Well I knew that he was wearing Speedo. hmm He wasn't balls out. Right. But and I think she was wearing panties. But then she took her bra off. But she took her bra off. That one I believe. Yeah. Um but anyway, yeah, they do it. They go bungee jumping. Um he was he was very lackluster at first, like yeah. just very vanilla. I liked their one-on-one afterwards. It was a bit more believable. But something, I don't know. I'm not really loving Garrett. No, he feels like friend zoning to me. Yeah, very friend zoning. And um, definitely, if I had to choose between Luke P. and Garrett to pick a side, like I'm going to pick Garrett. But Garrett is still like bringing a lot of the, the dramas. He is bringing a lot of the drama. I anticipate a two-on-one with them. I think that's whenever Luke P. next week is like yelling at him where he's like, and don't you ever, when his voice gets very growly. Yeah. So he like stands over and then Garrett's just smiling at him. I know, smiling. And exactly. Like, I feel like if that was like our boy Tyler C., he would not even let it get to that point. He would walk away. He would like, he would take it seriously though. He wouldn't just be smiling because that is very condescending. That's like, you're you're kind of gaslighting to a certain extent. Yep. Yep. It's he's he's asking for it a little bit. Like he's yes. uh, obviously Luke P is crazy, but he's kind of inciting some of the crazy. He definitely is. No, I think I mean we saw that last week with Garrett. Um, you know when he came back and he he's totally is the one who stirred the pot last week and caused everyone to yell. So. I'm I'm interested to see the the men tell all and oh yeah them tell all so <laughs> that's what yeah. they do uh, but yeah there's not really much about their date again the biggest thing was the football versus golf thing I was like whoa yeah and then he's he's falling for I don't know Meh. I Meh. guess it's I think it's just like a a mark in the show it's like okay we're on week six or whatever week we're yeah. on it's time to say I'm falling so that if I hometowns i can say i'm in love with you and it's not mm-hmm. coming out of nowhere exactly so they're all falling at this point just falling yes. just falling just a slow fall something about uh, the bungee jump analogy for love just made me feel chills in a bad way just 
It was it was so cloyingly sweet. I wanted to die. It was it was bad, but the again the date was very lackluster. But it it started what is the ramp up to the biggest drama in probably the entire season. Yeah, which is the fact that so Garrett comes back to the house and he's telling the guys you know um, what he's doing, which I feel like most of these guys wouldn't actually do. But I feel like a producer's like, go in and tell him that you were naked. Um, But I also didn't think he was, like, super, like, annoying about it. Right. He was just like, yeah, it was fun. Like, we walked up, and these people, it's a tradition in Mm -hmm. Lafayette, which we all know. Everyone just jumps naked. Yes, Yes. it's a Lafayette tradition, of course. And do as the Lafians do. <laughs> and so they did. And Garrett, like, or not Garrett, Luke P is, like, immediately fuming. Like He doesn't believe it. He said that she would never do that. He thinks oh, he's yeah. lying. Oh, my God. She would never lie naked with another man. Oh, my God. Uh, it is hard to put into words how frustrating Luke P was this whole episode. But let's get into that. So the next day, that was the group date. Yeah. And then they go out, and you can tell Hannah's in a great old mood. Like, she had an espresso when she woke up. She meditated. She did all of the self-care beauty routines on YouTube for in the morning. Like, she was fresh as a daisy. Um, And they they have what seems like a glorious time, just walking around the market, Mm -hmm. um, arm wrestling, a very buff man. Oh, flowers. Tyler brings her flowers because he's an angel. He's an angel. An Abercrombie angel. And, um, yeah, it's all going so well. Um, Drama free. And then, (laughs) yeah, on a trolley, um, a land trolley, um, the uh, Hannah starts telling about the date from the day before. Again, Mm -hmm. probably a producer nudge. Like, bring this up again. Why don't you? Yeah. Um, And she tells him, and Luke is pissed because it just confirmed that it actually happened. Right. He thought Garrett was lying. Yeah. And then Hannah says, yeah, it was so funny, and we got naked, and we had a bunch of jump We just did it. Yep. No problem. Yeah, he's pissed. Yeah. And honestly, I giggled a little bit seeing his face. Oh, yeah, me too. No, I I delight in his fury. Um, but, yeah, so they go to the, the evening portion of the group date, and <laughs> all of the guys, I mean, Tyler, <laughs> do we even need to talk about Tyler? He's amazing. Like, just amazing. her legs over his lap, just, oh, my God, and him yeah, just man. talking about how strong of a woman he is, she is and about – Mm, he's I just her. I love Jed. I love Tyler. Jed with his piano. He actually very mm-hmm. he impressed me with his piano skills. Yeah. Yeah. For her song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was great. Um and then Luke P in the other room is just talking about how what was he saying in the room? Like it was talking about how like it upset him. Yeah. Is that where he said like, you know, my future wife? Yeah, he, well, he ended up talking to her and talked about how concerned he was, you know, about bringing her to see his family. Mm. 
Yeah. And that her body's a temple. She said a lot of troubling things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your body's a temple. And that he couldn't believe. Honestly, like, I became blackout angry at this point mm-hmm. of all the crap he was saying. And you could tell she was just like, looking at him like she couldn't really believe that this was true and didn't really know what to say. And I'm glad she didn't like just try to react in that moment and talk to him later. But yeah, it was like the most possessive mm-hmm. red flags all around. So many freaking red flags. I've seen so many memes about like, <laughs> like um, I made a dress out of all the red flags that you showed me like <laughs> about like me. Because yeah. Like, I kind of, I like, I love that he's still on the show for the drama, but I can't believe it because what are we not seeing? Like, what, what is going on? I think there's something so powerful about having that initial connection on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, like, time and time again. That's why, like, a lot of the first impression roses end up winning the whole show. It's because they almost, like, stake their claim to a certain degree on their heart. Like they, they get in there first and kind of get into their psyche and are always kind of the one that they're comparing every other person to. It's so true. And I really do want to look up um, like what he actually said, because I really was like, what is going on? I became so red in the face. Yeah. And he immediately started to kind of back out because in his talking heads and to the guys and everything, he was just saying how big of a problem this was for him. And he started to kind of pivot and say, like, you know, we can work through anything. You know, you could make the biggest boneheaded mistake. Yes. Ugh. And, and I, I want to work through it with you. And I think that's why she was just like, okay, and just kind of like processing what he was saying. But she was also, again, on that that – espresso glorious day green tea mask high of whatever she did that day to be in such a good mood that she was just ready to move on and so she did she just kind of like took it all in and said thank you and oh and then he he mentioned he was like have you ever been cheated on oh yeah yeah and he's like you know that feeling that crazy you know feeling in your stomach when you find out and he's like that's how I felt today come on dude you know that she's dating 16 guys at a time or however however many like exactly she is not yours okay this was the quote he said I felt like it was a slap in the face but no matter what you do I'm going to support you even if you make a boneheaded mistake at the end of the day we're going to get through anything (sighs) (laughs) Yeah, Hano just walked away from that and did not want to get into it, which I'm glad that she didn't because she was able to probably, like, not focus on the drama and just spend time with the other guys. Um, And then Tyler ends up, at the end, getting the group date rose because he's perfect. He is perfect. He is an angel from heaven. He's perfect. You know, the people at work, they did a little birthday, you know, collage for me behind my desk, and... I walk in and I see none other than Tyler C's gorgeous sculpted face with that one dimple. Mm. Mm. I was like, this is going to be a good birthday. This is, this is the best birthday I've ever had. <laughs> man, no. oh, man. Oh, oh, my gosh. 
Um, but yeah. another another day with Peter, precious little Peter. Oh, he's cute. So cute. And it's not, okay, I don't mean to say this. Take this in the most complimentary way that you can, but he does kind of look like he's always competing in a chubby bunny competition. Yes. Like just a very full cheek. Yes, full cheek, um, full cheek. Um, but very cute and very sweet and a nice sculpted bod. He does have a cute bod. And he he definitely looks the most like different out of all of the guys. Like Yeah. I think he, he stands out because of that. Like most of the guys like have beards, have that same hairstyle. Yeah. He's, like Connor kind of looks like an off brand Tyler C. Yes, definitely. <laughs> They're all the same. Yeah. Um but then yeah, then Peter kind of has, has his little whooshy hair and he's like, I'm a pilot, you know. Yeah. No, I yeah. really like Peter. You can tell he's actually into her. They do this like ritual thing. Lots yeah. of making out. So much making so out. Much. In the sauna. In the sauna. I did like, yeah. it was very cute whenever he said, we're definitely getting a sauna in our house. Like, that, that was, that was freaking cute. Yeah, because he's already asked her to be his girlfriend. It's so cute. But man, oh. they are sexy. It's like, he yeah. one of those that I didn't expect to ha- give off such, you know, big dick energy. But he does. no. Oh, most deaf. BVE all around. Um, and then they go into the hot tub, more making out. Um, it was hot funny tub. because, oh, no, later on, uh, during that hot tub is whenever she's like, I just really want to get, like, deeper. Like, we already have the physical and initial connection established. Mm. Um, but, yeah, then they go on to dinner, and it was a, it was a wonderful solo date, exactly. but not a lot to comment on. No, one thing I was like, ooh, about Peter was, and Peter was my pick for the end, which I don't know if he's going to make it. You know, I love Tyler now. I'm, I'm a Tyler stan, but, um, but Peter spoke Spanish. Oh, <coughs> I do like that. Are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, no, no I, I do like that. Yeah. Ooh. Man, oh, man. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, not much, you know, at the end of that date, but um, – but Peter got a rose. They have a great connection. It was a lovely date. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and they saw fireworks, you know, so. Very cute. Very cute. Um, so then Peter comes back from his date and he's talking to the guys about the date. Um, oh, and, and you, know, you know what starts to happen? Jed puts on his old tan coat. Oh, Jed puts on that coat. And he starts a walking with his guitar. <laughs> To sing his, I'd be honest, right, <laughs> And outside of her window. Outside of her window, which, how does a, an acoustic guitar, you know, carry that type of sound? It doesn't. Um, but that is the magic of Hollywood. It was loud oh, and sound for us. Yeah. Um, but Hannah invites him up, um, which, what if she didn't? What if she was like, that was great, good night. Um, but he goes up there and sings her a new song that I guess he had just composed because he was reading off the lyrics. Um, and it was sexual. It was. <laughs> um, it was. It was a very Romeo and Juliet moment, though, you know. Yes, it was. Um, and then yeah. they horizontally make out. Of she course. loves a straddle. She loves a straddle. She does. She's very into a straddle. Yeah. And then they just stare at each other in a bed. Which would have been very romantic, but then I'm always reminded that just a cameraman is in a corner. I think about that, too, far too often. Um, yeah. And also, yeah, staring at someone that close in a bed, 
don't, I don't know. Their faces get super distorted up that close. And so they all, uh, people always look like weird, like worm aliens to me whenever they're that close to your face. Yes, absolutely. And all the lights are on. I mean, they can't turn the lights off. No, because we have to see. We have to see every, everything. Everything. Oh my gosh. But yeah, Yeah. but but Jed says he's falling in love with her. So that's sweet, I guess. But yeah, I do. I like Jed, but I like Jed a lot too. He's just not winter material for me. No, and I'm skeptical because he's singing a lot. You know, yeah. And I'm like, what, what are you doing, Jed? You know, he's he's singing a lot, and I'm I'm skeptical about it. So maybe he's yeah. just there to boost his career. Maybe he's actually falling for. I really don't know. So yeah. Um. But yeah, then we get a shot back at the the guy's room. And then Garrett and Luke at it again. And oh my gosh. Again. And this is when, um, you know, they're kind of fighting and um, Hannah, or I, this is another day, but the day the, the cocktail party arrives or whatever, and Hannah shows up their room. She seems visibly upset, is like tears in her eyes and asks to speak to Luke, which is never a good thing. Mm. They go far down a hallway. They couldn't get the room next door? Next door? No. No, they went the other side of the hotel into a room um, where she basically said she'd been processing things and that she needed to, uh, to speak to him. And this is when I wanted to stand up off my couch and applaud her. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she just continues to surprise me in the best way. She says, and I quote, because I want to do the exact freaking quote. She said, I told you it was not a sexual thing. Mm. But even if it was, at this point, it doesn't matter. Because you're not my husband. Mm. You don't own my body. You don't own me. It's my body. Uh. The yeah. People in the book. yeah. No, it was so amazing. Like, everything that she was saying, I feel like, was everything that we wanted her to say. Mm. That never happens on these shows. Never. Not until, like, yeah. the, the women tell all or the men tell all. Do we get some kind of vindication? No, we really don't. And then Luke, I honestly, I saw some, like, some sort of redemption happening in Luke. And he was like, no, 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 I'll, I would never tell you that. But then it just all crumbles. Yeah. It all freaking crumbles down. And she, he basically starts to try to, like, backpedal and say, you know, I would never tell you what to do with your body. You know, I didn't say that. And then he's like, well, you misunderstood me. Which she didn't. And he, oh, he was so gaslighting her. Again, second time using that term. But he was like, you miss, he just kept saying, I'm sorry that uh, you, you misunderstood, misunderstood me. me. That was such a bad, or uh, uh, housewives. It, yes. <laughs> Not like, I'm sorry, I miscommunicated what I was trying to say. Yes. I totally fucked up and I meant something else and I just, all these, just nothing. Just like, I'm sorry that you misunderstood what I was saying because I was perfectly clear. Exactly. And he's like, I never want you to misunderstand anything I ever say again. So I'm going to be so clear. And then she's like, well, you said I was disrespectful. And he's like, well, I have no business saying that. And it's just like. And he Exhausting. was like, yeah. And he was trying to say like, now that had nothing to do with this, with the naked thing. Like 
those other things, like my concerns with you meeting my family or how I was nervous was completely separate. And we're like, we just saw this scene. You were talking about it. You were literally talking about the naked thing and then saying that in the same sentence. Yeah. So no, it was totally to do with that. It's like, he's absolutely backpedaling. He's trying and to confuse her and make her feel like she doesn't remember correctly. God, he's the worst. He really is. It was just so... It, there was like a slight moment where I was like, is he about to redeem himself? And then it all came crumbling down. No. He no. he can't at this point. Like, Well, I guess he did because she sees goodness in him. I was, oh, my I gosh. Don't I don't uh, know. So we can skip to the rose ceremony. Luke yeah. stays. There's not a cocktail party. And, yeah, I mean, Luke stays. Um, Dylan and yeah, two D names. Which the those two people the last that we don't know. <laughs> don't know. Exactly. I'm like, we're finally at the point in the season where I know every single one of these people. Yeah. And I like most of them. I, I feel like I feel mediocre about Garrett and Luke, which I think they'll be a two-on-one. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I the think the two-on-one's going to be next week, which Probably. makes me feel like Garrett's going to go home because Probably. Luke has to be there for the standoff. Exactly. God. I know. I know. But I still have Hannah. I still believe in her. Me too. God. Use your just blech, this I if she ends up with Luke at the end, I'm gonna throw my computer. I'm I don't know what that'll accomplish, but it'll bring me some sense of joy to destroy <laughs> something. Exactly. Maybe not your computer, though. Maybe, like... You're right. I don't know. Something less valuable. I'm sorry if you hear dogs barking in the background. I love Um, it. So, side note before we move on to Bravo shows. I have new neighbors. Oh. um, And I really hate them. Oh, no. Yes. So, um... They have a very adorable puppy, and they leave it outside all the time, all the time. So whenever we got back from our vacation, we I didn't even know that my, uh, but my neighbor was moving, um, but our neighbors on the other side said, yeah, there is a moving truck here. They moved out. Someone else has moved in, and I was like, oh. Well, actually, I found that out after what I'm about to tell you. So we got back from vacation and one morning I hear a door close next door to us. And from my bedroom window, I can see into their backyard. I'm a creepy neighbor. And so I look and there's like a puppy out there. And I was just like, Oh, cause the puppy was like crying and like, you know, sad and stuff. And my dogs are very reactive. And so they, you know, were looking outside the window and like going out to the backyard and like not really barking, but just kind of, you could tell they were like kind of riled up like, Oh, there's a new dog here. Um, but anyway, I just kept watching the dog over the next couple of days. Um, and realized that it was still outside, but it had a big like feeder kind of thing of food and water. And so first day I was like, this is, annoying but maybe they're like doing something or like maybe my neighbor the what I thought was the old neighbor um is like I don't know I was just trying to give it the benefit of the doubt benefit yeah and then the second day I noticed the dog was still there 
And I was like starting to get really worried. And I would like peek over the fence again, creepy neighbor, peek over the fence. And whenever I'd look, the dog looked really skinny. And so I was just like starting to get a little bit worried. So the third morning I woke up, the dog is still out there. Um, and the water's gone and there's still food, but there's no water and it's hot. We live in Georgia, Tennessee. Um, I acted like we lived in both Georgia and Tennessee, but we're like right on the border. (laughs) Um, and like, so I call the cops. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and cause I, I consider going in their backyard and then I was like, well, I don't want to get arrested or like trouble for doing that. Um, but I just wanted to give this dog water and I tried to see if my hose would reach, but it wouldn't reach to like, I don't know, just like spray water back there. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so I call the cops and then the cops come and like go up. I was like watching again from my side window and the cops go in, knock on the door. No one's home. So they walk around to the side, walk around to the other side. They have a tall wooden fence so they couldn't see back there. And then they just leave. They didn't do anything. Um, And so then I'm feeling like kind of helpless because I really want to help this dog. Um, And I had to go somewhere. I can't remember. Um, But I get into my car and then that's whenever I meet the new neighbor. Um, and there, it's a guy and a girl. I'm sure they don't listen to this podcast. If they do, they don't know my name. Um, but I meet them and I was just like, oh, is that your puppy in the back? And they're like, yeah, she, she comes in at night. We're like, okay. Um, you know, she's really cute. If she ever wants to come over and play or, or do, if you guys ever go out of town and you need someone to watch her, like, she can come over or do something other than leave yeah. her dog outside all day, like all day long. And no one's ever there. And the dog just sits on the porch and cries all day. And it's breaking my heart. <laughs> it makes me yeah. sad. And I don't know what to do because they're leaving food and water out. So it's not like an abuse or neglect issue, apparently, but it feels abusive and well, you should look up the heat ordinances and stuff, though, because at some point, I know with the cold, and I believe with extreme heat, there it is actually illegal. It's considered oh. like animal endangerment. So, because McKamey will come and get dogs if they're left outside in the cold. Okay, I'll look it up. My only thing, I don't want the dog to like go to a pound or go right, right. all animal control and it just be taken to a place where it could like get euthanized or something like it's a sweet dog. You can tell, but, and yes, there's food and water out there now, but like you cannot leave a, this puppy looks maybe like six months old or something out all day long. It's pissing me off. So I already hate my neighbor and I'm just like. I don't want to have neighbor drama, but I also yeah. don't, I care about dogs more than people. So yeah, I don't know what to do. Well, if you're ever too worried about it, I think calling someplace like McKamey would be worth it, but. All right. Sorry for the tangent guys. No, but it's all right. The dog is barking. Their house. Yeah. I mean, I'm still not against, I've already called the cops. Like there's record of that. If they're not going to help do anything like, I wonder I if you could like get one of those hamster things, connect it to your fence, <gasps> but have it on pointed to their side. Yes. 
And then you could refill the water. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, yes. I will will do anything to give this dog some help. It is making me so sad. I I check on it like five times a day. Oh, my gosh. I know. Well, y'all, you heard it here first. Jess is the sweetest. (laughs) No, I just, I love dogs. Like, don't mess with dogs. They're way better than humans. But anyway, let's talk about Bravo. <laughs> escape from our problems. Yeah. Man, oh man. If y'all have escape, guys. Well, if y'all have any advice on the dog situation, though, hit us up. Uh, yeah. Let us know. There's something let us know. I will, I will take any advice necessary to get this dog in a better place. Mm-hmm. Our friend Gabby might know. Oh, yeah. She's the patron saint of lost animals she is she takes them all in she does she got oh. me stella yeah man oh man but yeah so that's that's the wrap up on the bachelorette we'll talk more about it next week it's really gonna get crazy but let's move into some bravo shows glorious um, do you want to just like touch on like quick highlights from each of these yeah i don't it wasn't like crazy episodes. No. I think we're kind of in bridge point. periods for a lot of the the franchises right now beverly hills and New York, we're, like, kind of bridging to the finales, which I think are both next week. And Southern Charm was kind of just not a ton going on. Um, But, yeah, Southern Charm will be a good one. So, so Southern Charm this week, very much, like, just kind of a lackluster episode, but it was good. I mean, the the main part was the boys going on their RV trip. Yeah, Um, going to Nashville. Going to Nashville, Nashville, but stopping in the Tennessee Smoky Mountains. Not far. Yeah. Um, that was the main the main part. Um, some side things that we got were Danny hanging out with Eliza. That was Which, weird. I know. It's just like these characters are still somewhat on the show. Let's go to. A- I'm really not bought into the whole Eliza thing. Like no. her main story arc is that she was supposed to be on a plane that crashed. And that just is <laughs> what? That's right. ridiculous. Yeah. You, I mean, just um, searching like, for problems. I'm yeah, sorry. exactly. But um, Danny apparently texted Catherine after the whole debacle last week, um, saying that uh, you just spit on our friendship. Yes, I hope it felt good. So, which wow. really sounded like a super dramatic, like nineties. Uh, <laughs> angsty song like a clueless um, burn oh, yeah alanis morissette just something mm-hmm. real deep and cutting definitely um, um actually my two favorite highlights for this episode had to do with food um it was mm-hmm. patricia going through mcdonald's and eating michael serving her in her back seat oh what a beautiful scene and we kicked it off with that and so i had high hopes and then it kind of trailed down from there yeah um so that was great um also loved question mark um uh, Catherine preparing dinner preparing in quotes um by scooping meatballs out with her hand and putting them on a plate yes arugula for a salad and microwaving them and onto very nice china very nice china that her grandmother gave her um and then whenever her state senator boyfriend comes over he gives her a bouquet of flowers, and she cuts them with what appeared to be a, a bread knife um, very haphazardly because she saw it on Pinterest. 
she did. She cut them very short and put them in a bowl. Yes, yes. So way to go, Catherine. Anna, you're a um, pseudo-botanist. Uh, would you recommend? I mean, flowers are, I guess, a little bit different. Like, they're going to die anyway. Uh, yeah. So I think that's okay. But um, just change the water out every, every day or every couple of days. That's what most people don't do. Mm. And that'll help them last longer. So. Wow. There's a little quick tip for you. A little nugget. Um, but yeah, those are the main parts of the episode on the RV trip. Um, Whitney just got in a very cranky mood on the way over. Whitney and, and Shep. And Shep, yeah. The um, old men. They, yeah, they are old, so we'll give it to them there. But um, they just kept giving Craig shit about his cooking, which not a big fan of complaining whenever you're doing nothing mm. to help the situation. I do love a good scene though of Craig grilling. We got that last season. Oh, I loved last season's Craig grilling scene. He's supposedly a grill master. Uh, questionable. I don't know <laughs> about is. all of that, but um he he definitely owns a grill. Um, his his episode last year, making those ribs or whatever, and inviting mm. people over as he's starting, and it taking like ten years for him to finish, <laughs> was truly masterful. It was. I loved it. So, Question. Craig, do you think Anna Hayward is hidden somewhere on the RV? Oh, one hundred percent, Craig. Uh, how would he put his pants on in the morning? It's true. How would his hair stay combed? It's really true. He can survive without Anna Hayward at this point. Man, oh man. But the thing with Craig that I will give him a little more shit for is that he doesn't have those signs that Chef and Whitney are going to go too far. So Mm. it's like all of a sudden it's just, he's just pissed. Yeah. It goes from zero to 60. Yeah. So I feel like he should give some signs about like, hey, that's I'm actually getting pissed off. Right. Instead of just being like, I'm going to go to sleep now. Yeah. Yeah. What? You can't just go to sleep in the middle of a grill out. Everyone knows that. <laughs> I did love uh, that he threw a hot dog at Whitney's face. Mm, yes. And Whitney said he got hot dog juice on his glasses, <laughs> which we know a thing or two about those glasses. I don't know if that was the first time he's gotten hot dog juice on him. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Those were really the biggest parts. I mean, they're just in that dang RV. And I don't know. Yeah. I will say I am very interested in the prospect of uh, Chelsea and Madison mm. opening up a salon together. Oh, yeah. No, I would love to, to go hit that up if we ever in Charleston. I would book that appointment. Absolutely. Especially from I, Chelsea. Anything that Chelsea does. I'll anything she does. I support um, But the, really the last thing in Southern Charm was the um, interview of the nanny, and that was fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cameron's uh, asked the important question, like if she believed in astrology. And... Um, what she would do if her child got into the fireplace. Of course. Um, I mean, it's, you have to know. True concerns. But that nanny did seem very sweet. She did. She did seem very sweet. I hope she hires her. Yes. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens next week. It just ended with Craig going to sleep. 
Ta-da. I am excited to see the guys like hit the town in Nash. Oh yeah. I hope Austin hooks up with someone. Drama. I mean, it is Nashville. There's a, there's a slew of bachelorette parties just waiting for these boys. At every corner. Every damn corner. <laughs> I went to a bachelorette party in Nashville, um, and it started snowing during the bachelorette party. What? And we were all, I feel like we were all dressed appropriately, but other bachelorette parties were not. <laughs> very small very small clothing and it was snowing outside. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Do you remember that one Disney channel original movie, um, with Brenda song, where it was like the Christmas present or something. And it was like a box that they opened where it made it snow. Yes. That's all that I have to say. (laughs) That's what I thought of. And when I thought of uh, it snowing in Nashville, you know, I hope the Disney Plus streaming service has all the old original movies. Wow. Hadn't even thought about that prospect. If I could Brink. watch Brink on a like Saturday that. afternoon. Seriously, though. That's all that I want. But Anywho, uh, what about New York? New York this week. New York. Well, they let us down on our promise that the last two episodes were going to be the most dramatic yet because this week was not very dramatic. No. It was mostly just like a tie-up from last week. But Bambi. Oh, the Bambi scene. Bambi died. Bambi. Her talking about Bambi actually made me sad, even though it was also hysterical just because it's Tinsley and she's just so... I know, but, like, you're talking about the dog's head, like, flapping to the side. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, freezing the dog, I don't understand. And Sonia just acted like this was common practice. She was like, you got to freeze the dog before they cremate them and then defrost them to hug them. But I really love Ramona again. Poor taste and not the right delivery, but her asking, do they they put it in a microwave? Yes. How do you defrost? How long? No, just like it was a chicken. Oh, oh man. Ooh, robot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> robot up there. <laughs> man, um, this, I'd like to dedicate this podcast to Bambi. Say he never have to wear a sweater again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bambi. R.I.P. R.I.P. You know. And then uh, Dorinda's... Um, 80s workout 80s yeah jazzercise um looked like tons of fun i've you know the word is hot on the street that she's gonna take it on the road a la oh, countess luann oh my god that is a show i would go to now that is a show yeah forget we, cabaret forget cabaret we you know they're gonna come to it at least atlanta or I have to. I pay one hundred and fifty dollars to work out with Dorinda. Yeah, because I feel like I'm getting something out of it. You know, right? Exactly. It's value. And I feel like Dorinda is the type that's actually going to maybe stay, hang out with her mm-hmm. fans, mm-hmm. do a bit more, put more into it, make it nice. She um, versus, nice. Yeah. Versus Luann, I feel like it would just be all vapid, like same, like little bits every night, every mm-hmm. city. Hangs out in her dressing room afterwards, like. <sighs> I, I have to say something about the very first scene though with Luann I did feel so whenever she she left so we were still at the dinner table with the life is not a cabaret and she she left and she was like I'm gonna go out 
And I feel like she wanted that to be a whole dramatic thing about like, I am going to go drink. Yes. You have brought me to drink. Yes. And then, but they didn't make it a big deal. And they were just like brought back to Bethany. And then Luann comes back and is like, I decided I couldn't go. <laughs> You're so right. And they're just all like, okay, here now. <laughs> all right. Great. So it's just like kissing her. God. And yeah, she just doesn't get it. And it's like amplified in all of her talking heads. She doesn't get it. She'll no. never get it. It's a lost cause, but please don't leave my TV. Stay on forever. Like, it's uh, true. We got to see all the girls working this week too. You know, we got a good shot of Ramona in the lab making ageless by Ramona. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Did you see the deleted scene with Ramona and Tinsley? Yes. You did? Oh my gosh. I cannot believe. See, this is why New York is so good. Like they couldn't even air these gyms because they had so much content. But yeah, Ramona tells Tinsley that she looks old for her age because she wears uh-huh. too much makeup and then chases her around with a makeup wipe trying to wipe it off after Tinsley just got her makeup done. And I felt her anxiety. Have you ever been chased with it something was. that you didn't want to be chased with? It is it's a terrifying awful. feeling. Yes. A bug Completely zapper. Under- yeah. Oh, a bug zapper? Mm-hmm. Wow. That is much more aggressive than mine. Um, my sisters chased me around with dried worms from our driveway. Oh. Yeah. Dry? Kind of, they yeah. them to dry out? Yeah, I mean, in Houston, the, there's a, always dried worms on your driveway in the summer. Oh, it's a common, it's, it's a very common driveway. Yeah, it's the old Houston dry, dry worm drought. Uh, <laughs> not drought, what? <laughs> plague. Oh, yeah, the old, uh, yeah, the plague. Yeah. Houston, of course, yeah. Yeah, but no, they chased me around with one of those. And, you know, I hate snakes and I mm-hmm. also hate worms. I hate long, skinny <laughs> things and I think I think I do (laughs) 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 I think I do do. (laughs) (laughs) oh no but it it traumatized me (laughs) but yeah oh man I understood Tinsley's pain. (laughs) The one podcast my mom listens to. Sorry, mom. (laughs) I know. My mom listens to it too. Oh, Uh, yes. I I do feel bad for Tinsley. That was a horrifying scene. Everyone should watch it if if they haven't yet. They have to bring it up at the reunion. Yes, they have to because that really was awful. And Sonya's just always defending Ramona. She's like, you know, she had a good heart, but it's just a bad deliver, you know? You're just a bad... (laughs) It's piling on. And oh, yeah, defending the Oh yeah, she just is bawling to, <laughs> to Barbara. Oh my god. Uh, Barbara in that 80s workout scene too. She reminds me so much of Fix It Felix, all those characters um in the Fix It Felix game from um, Wreck It Ralph, how they just have these like robotic march yes. dancing movements. Like she just loves to march yes. in place. That is her club move that's her mm-hmm. cruise dance floor move that is her quinceanera dance move that is i like it fit for every occasion i like a girl that you know she does what she knows you know yeah. she knows that march she does she knows that march and she just mm-hmm. keeps it nice prim proper and crisp mm-hmm. um but oh, 
Yeah, I guess then there's Beverly Hills. That's where I want to be. We have right. to do that this every is probably, week. <laughs> probably the juiciest one. Yeah. No, I enjoyed. Well, last week was especially juicy with the girls getting very drunk off the wine tasting and then kind of like having that, um, like telling Erica Jane that she was. Uh, Right. Old and yada yada. I at least resolved that this week. It wasn't really a, a big thing. It was just kind of like, yeah. Yeah. And, but I, I, I feel like at the time, at least, they didn't actually understand why they needed to apologize. And then in watching it back, they actually realized why, um, which is fine. They were very drunk. I'll give them a pass. And I actually really like everyone that's still there. I know a lot of people don't, but I do. I do. I like to do. I do too. Um, But yeah, Erica did seem to be in a much more chipper, um, warm kind of mood this episode. But I do think just overall, like Kyle and Teddy um, are insecure and they are sweet and they try to be nice and everything. But Um, whenever someone is not just like outwardly affirming them and like affirming that they're having a good time, they kind of like freak out and like get angry or talk to each other. Yeah. That's their biggest thing is like, instead of being like, okay, this isn't a thing. They talk to each other. It's like, did you see that? And they're like, yeah, I saw that. And they they ramp each other up and it becomes bigger. And so I think that that's what was going on. They just like, Erica wasn't being as warm and fuzzy because she had a migraine. It it's just good. like that period thing. Whenever yeah. Erica left Teddy's house last season. And um, she doesn't want to make it a big thing. Like, Yeah. She likes to keep it low key. She's also fiercely independent and very confident. So she doesn't need affirmation from anyone uh, for anything. And it almost pisses her off more whenever she has to like constantly be like, mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And it makes her shut down more. And so... Yeah, they resolved it. Everything seems fine. They um, go back to um, Beverly Hills. Yep. Um, Dorit prepping for her window in the name of the department store that I can't remember. Um, um, something weird. Ken, something Ken, weird. Ken, Ken, no. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll call it Kinsley. <laughs> Kais? Keely? 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 <laughs> no, anyway. The Kmart. Um, ah, the she Kmart. has her, her window in Kmart. Mm-hmm. And her, she's like prepping for that because she lost five days. And she's talking to PK and PK is like, oh, won't you put nothing there? And it'll be like art. Um, oh, we had to see PK this episode. I know, that little red blob. Um, and... Yeah, I guess there's not really a lot of meat through the middle of the episode, but it did heat up near the end. Mm-hmm. Um, or we catch up with, like, Camille and Denise and everything that's going on. God, Denise is such a cool girl. Like, I hey, see yeah. Denise one day. But Camille... So th- I feel like a lot of the episodes have been kind of ramping up to this. Yeah. Confrontation, because Camille has been super shady behind so many people's backs, and everybody's, like, found out about yeah. it. And Camille even was shady to Denise. Oh my gosh. About, yeah, about her rental property. Yeah, she was like, 
I don't think that Denise really gets the gravity of the situation because her rented house didn't burn down. And I was like, wow. It feels like irreplaceable smoke damage. Yeah. Having to replace everything that's on the inside of her house. Like, and she's also cool as a cucumber about it because she realizes that she's in a much better place than so right. many other people. But you know what? And so Camille is Camille. Is, yeah. And you know why Camille's so lucky is she has a garbage bag full of dusters now. Mm. <laughs> Thank God for Lisa Rinna bringing her all of our QVC swag. Hello. Dusters for days. Oh, we need to get some, some Rena QVC apparel. I feel like we've discussed this in past podcasts. They look extremely thin. They do look thin. They do look thin, which doesn't do great things for my arms. I need structure. Yeah, I need structure. I need, if I'm spending that much, I need more fabric, honestly. Yeah, true, true. You ain't wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they go to the pre, like they go to one dinner and they're talking about all that stuff. And Erica, I think it was, had said something like, because Camille was just like, we don't have a home. And Erica was like, well, you have that beach house, which they showed clips and it really was under construction. Mm. Um, but it also just highlights like, I feel like, yes, it is objectively terrible that her house burned down. Of course. We can, you know, we all agree. We all agree. But it just highlights that, like, you still have equity. Like, you still have, you still own things. So many other places. You have that painting that you brought out of your house. Remember that painting you brought? Yeah. Um, It's just, yeah. And I did love Rena saying, like, no wonder people don't have empathy for the the wealthy or something to that degree. It was great. Um. But yeah, then we go to Dorit's window um, premiere at Kmart. And I did freaking love how she shows up there and she's like, it's not right. It's not right. And goes in there and like switches the guy and the girl and puts that kid, um, you know, mannequin in a tube and then comes out and it's like, it's perfect. And... <laughs> The freaking editors are so funny and, like, give us a before and after. God. <laughs> Love it. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I am I enjoying honestly, Dorit, though. I think that she's too. so fun to watch. I love Dorit's the energy of naming a cover-up after Camille. Oh, me too. A cover-up with holes, just like everything she says. <laughs> oh, so good. Mm. Yeah, then there's a, the uh, review Another party. Yes. Um, fun and good, and then the dinner, and mm. this is where things start to pop off. And um, thank God for I think it was Rena again. Um, well, no, they they mentioned if anyone had talked to Lisa Vanderpump or something. Yeah, and then Rena did say like that she shouldn't have let her yes. off for not coming to her wedding. Yeah, yeah. So Rena did bring it up. She was like, "You let her off easy, like." You shouldn't, and Camille's just, you know, again, she agrees with whatever the crowd is, but then also has very strong opinions whenever she's backed in a corner. Um, and she was like, she should have come. She should have come. She should have come. Um, and then they were talking about how, like, you know, the timing wasn't great. We read that article in People Magazine about how Lisa's been such a good friend, and we just left lunch with you and you're saying all this stuff about her and then 
And Camille at this point is very like calm. And she was saying, you know, like, no, I want to talk about it. Like I can separate the two just because I lost a house, <laughs> lost everything I, I own. Um, you know, I'm, I'm prepared to talk about it. And then Teddy says like one sentence to her and everything changes. <laughs> Teddy, what did Teddy even say? Well, I, that's what I'm trying to remember. Teddy just said like, uh, Oh, she says, um, Oh, she says you say one thing to one person's face and another are behind their back. Yes. And, and so Camille she was like, and it makes that. me wonder like what you say behind my back. And yeah, Camille just gets immediately pissed because Teddy just gets under her skin. <laughs> and oh. like, well, you're a know-it-all and I'm a flip-flopper. I can yeah. do that. And Dorit's like, well, I know you've said things behind my back. And yeah. then... Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, Camille... Uh, and Rena is like in the convo. It's just like, mm-hmm. I told her that you said something, but I didn't tell her what you said. And Camille goes way further than what she said to Yeah. Well, first Camille's like, well, I didn't know you. I didn't trust you. Yeah. And then it just escalates so quickly. Um, And then, you know, Dreet's like, you know, you've brought up my finances. Mm -hmm. And we'll just go ahead and say it. She says that PK owes someone that Camille knows a lot of money. Yes. She said a million dollars. A million dollars. And I'd like to drop some theories. Oh, great. One that was posted to our Facebook group. I think I read this one. You read this one? Mm -hmm. And it could be true. Yeah. It could be, you guys. What if PK owes a million dollars to Lisa Vanderpump and Mm -hmm. Ken? Yeah. And that's why they're always, they, they're very quick to forgive. Mm-hmm. You know, he in particular is very quick to forgive. Maybe Dorit doesn't know this. Yeah. Maybe Dorit doesn't know. And so can't, um, PK is like, that's why he was like, well, let's go to lunch. And like, let's try like almost siding with them because he didn't want LVP and Ken to then tell Dorit about right. this loan, this personal loan of a million and then Camille, you know, is giving Lisa a lot of passes. And also we know Camille is two-faced. Mm-hmm. So she very well could still have a relationship, a closer relationship with Lisa. Yeah. That we just aren't seeing because she doesn't want to tell these ladies that we were seeing on TV this because they all hate Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we're going to go into it at the reunion. Well, actually, Andy... Sure said it's a three-part reunion um, and that they talk about everything. They talk about finances. They talk about lawsuits. They talk about, of course, Puppygate and LVP stuff. Mm -hmm. They talk about everything. So that gave me a lot of hope because whenever I heard three-part, I was like, what are we going to talk about? Like, can't go on Puppygate for too long. There's not a lot of drama in between the girls that are still on the show. So, like, what are they – what's going to happen? But – knowing that we're going to actually answer all of these questions that we've had for so mm-hmm. long. We've all seen the video of that one lady chasing Dorit around the pool in the Bahamas saying that she owes um, someone $300,000. Like that's common knowledge at this point. Yeah. And PK, he filed for bankruptcy in 2008. So 
They obviously have some financial troubles, but it it was shitty of Camille to bring it up in that form. <laughs> yes, it was very calculated, I feel like. Yeah. She was just probably, I bet she had that in her back pocket waiting for everyone to attack her. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Um, and I did love, we got a little flashback to Rena's old scene and, uh, and uh, where was it? Amsterdam, where she says, don't you dare go after my husband and breaks the glass talking to Kim. God, I yep. love that scene. I love that trip. off the table. So you know, man. But yes, I'm very excited for what is to come. And I, I kind of like old Camille coming back out. Me too. Like, I hope she doesn't get scared off by this season. Like, we need some drama and Camille's bringing it. I hope Brandy's on next season. I think she could bring the drama. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for next week because it looks like Camille gets into it with Rena. She gets into yeah. it with Denise. And Denise Denise tells her to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, Denise. I'm excited for Denise to, yeah, we need Denise in a fight. I'm so ready. And I feel like Camille is the perfect one to do that because mm-hmm. she's condescending. And I feel like Denise has patience for a lot of things but not being condescending or fake exactly love it well until next week yes next week we'll catch you up on anna's um surprise birthday weekend snowboarding birthday yes (laughs) i'm guessing i'm gonna go bungee jumping naked wow in latvia well i was a little bit disappointed that they spoiled the surprise this week on the bachelorette Aww. that we came up with it, but secrets <laughs> out. My packing list would just be nothing. <laughs> Bring nothing. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.